the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. You're back on the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? How you doing, brother? I am doing well. I'm an, I had a kind of a crummy day yesterday, but it did end well. You sent me that article. That was pretty cool. No, like, that's good today. What about you? you yeah, gotta, you've, I don't know if you've made it public yet, so I, I don't know if you want to talk about your dad at all. Oh, yeah. My dad passed away last week, and we've talked about a lot in the Guild, and we're doing all the funeral stuff. His obituary just went live, and I'm working on his eulogy. So a little bit of a somber tone, but I'm ready to talk about the topic for today. I'm ready to talk to you. It's good to stay busy and you know, the sadness ebbs and flows. And actually today's sort of a Saturday. I don't know why. I don't know if I didn't sleep well or what, but I'm glad to spend this time with you. Yeah. I noticed you're at home. <laughs> you're not at the office like normal. Yeah. Yeah. I have some, I, some stuff to do. With, so my mother-in-law lives with us too, and she, she's going into the old folks home. So we got to work on that stuff today too. So, you know, when it rains, it pours, but as I said before in the guild, this is the life and that's what we're, that's what we're dealing with. That's right. So, all right, we'll introduce our topic. All right. So this topic, I'm not sure where I heard this from. It might've been Jay Abraham. It might've been Dan Kennedy, but it's something that I've been thinking a lot about. I think it was from Dan Kennedy and one of his no BS books about marketing in the new economy. And specifically he talks about this concept, the difference between hard earned dollars and easy money. And I'll start with the concept of easy money. You know, for our whole lives, when we're kids, throughout school, we're taught, you need to work hard. You need to get paid for your time. You need to clock in. You need to clock out. You need to get paid for the time that you're spending. And that's sort of how your value is created. That's how your value is measured. And that is how you will be rewarded in life. You know, I think most of the world's religions sort of value hard work and it's really held up as an example of how to be a good person or a good member of that religious group. And then that's for hard earned money. And then when you talk about easy money, you know, that's something that seems sort of sinful, sort of bad, sort of something that should be shunned. And it sort of reminds me of when Jim McMullen came to talk to you in school at the law school about how, you know, the concept of reusing other people's work and in law school, they call it plagiarism and you get kicked out. And then, but if you're doing it on a brief and you copy something good out of a brief and make it your own, then that's a good thing. So I think that we too often see so many people, Tyson, in the guild and in the big group who are just grinding away, grinding away, 
grinding away. And they actually value their own worth as a lawyer and how much time can I put in? How much work can I do? And they don't think nearly enough about leverage. So I'll, I'll pause there so that we can talk about it. Yeah. So I want to make sure we define the hard earned dollars versus the easy money in your opinion. Cause I think there is, you know, part of me wants to say, well, hard earned dollars. Yeah. I've earned my money. That's great. Part of me also says that easy money is usually bad money just because easy money is that, you know, practicing that threshold law where you're taking that family law case and that criminal case and that personal injury case, and you're going to do a will on the side. And there's a lot of easy money when it comes to that, but then there's a lot of pain on the back end of that. So the hard earned dollars, I think it's, it's, it's great. The whole mindset thing about, you know, working hard and making good money is, is fantastic, but that's, it's not really what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about grinding away whenever you can be doing things a little bit differently to making making a little bit easier money. Is that kind of what we're talking about here? I think it's always been true that lawyers are working towards a particular result for their clients. So I actually think in some ways, especially for the contingency fee lawyers, it's a little bit more obvious that you're getting paid for results. On a contingency fee case, if you don't do the right discovery, if you don't find the right witness, if you don't build up the case the right way, you're not going to get paid. So it's a little bit easier there to see. Well, real quick though, I will say about that. I just want to make one, one, one little comment about sure. that. That sounds great and everything. And we, we do everything we can to try to get a certain result, but there's also sometimes factors like your client that don't let that happen. And they kind of get in the way of that. And your vision for a case is not necessarily aligned with a client's vision on a case. And that can really hamper the results of that case. So generally you're right. We're, we're focusing on that end goal of getting that case resolved, but you've got to find ways to deal with your clients sometimes or, or defense attorneys or judges or whatever it may be. But sometimes there's things, intervening factors when it comes to that. Right. Right. And you've got to, you know, do what you can to minimize those risks and to try to shape the outcome more to your favor. And, and that's sort of what I'm getting at is that, you know, at least in the contingency fee model, you can see that we are a results driven occupation. But I think that's true for every kind of lawyer that in 2021, people don't really care how you get them the result that they want. They don't, you know, it's sort of like in the old days, it took a lawyer three weeks to draft a estate plan but now through technology and intake forms and automation, they're really able to streamline that and do it much more quickly. And so I think that that sort of puts a lie to the idea that it's only about your hard work. Obviously, you've worked hard to create that. But what I'm talking about is sort of the immediate day-to-day work and that really we should be spending our time thinking more and thinking about how to make things better and thinking about, most importantly, leverage. When I say easy money... I mean, like finding people to help us get the results that we want in an efficient manner and that we don't have to be slaving away every day. You know, one of the things with my dad being sick and then passing away is that, you know, the firm kept running. Cases kept signing up. Lawsuits kept getting filed. Immigration packets went out the door. And I was really able to check out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because of some hard work I did on the front end. That's true. But Hold on, pause. Hold on, pause, because that's what I was going to get. I, I, I know you're in the middle of a thought, but I want to pause for a second, because there is sometimes this thought that, you know, you can do X, Y, and Z and really quick and build a system and the, then your firm's just going to make money. I do have to say, there is a component of it where you lay the groundwork where there's a lot of work on the front end. I do want to say that. We're not saying here that 
because you do a couple of things, you're going to make money easily. That's not what we're saying. I just want to make sure that we clarify that, Jim, because I know exactly what you're saying, but there is some hard work when it comes to practicing law and being a lawyer and running a business. There is a hard work component to it. Okay. So we have to acknowledge that. We have got to acknowledge that because some people think that and we have to differentiate between the hard working of laying the groundwork and the hard work of just grinding away every day. Cause that is a very fine distinction that we've got to make. I'll take that on. I'll push back a little bit on that. And okay, let's, okay. here's Great. what I'll say. There is a lot of hard work to get things set up. You do, you know, obviously just if you take Filevine as an example, in order to get Filevine squared away, you need a lot of time and effort and, you know, customization, right? And I get that, but it doesn't have to be you. You don't even have to be the one hard work at the front end, right? So you can find a developer, you can, you know, copy, you know, pay someone to copy their um, Filevine protocols, whatever. You can, you can hack this stuff. Yeah, you can, but you gotta like, Think back to the very early days of your firm, right? Think back to the very early days. You don't always have the money to do that. So sometimes you're the one that's up till 10 o'clock at night doing work, you know, working on bills, paying bills. That on the front end does happen. And I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that at the very beginning, but you do have to find the who's in your life once you can afford them. Because I, I don't, I think it's way too easy just to say, oh, find a bunch of who's at the very beginning. You don't always have the cash for it. That's just how, that's just the facts of life. Now, hopefully you capitalize your firm in a way at the beginning that that's not a problem. But I do think that we've got to at least acknowledge that a little bit. I'll take that on a little bit. All right. Uh, let's, okay. So, so that's fine. But I'd rather you go out and sign up more cases and then find people. Because if you get that cash wheel going faster, everything's going to go faster. I think too many people that we talk to stay in that mode of I have to do everything for way, way, way too long. And that's, of course, what we spend a lot of time talking about in our maximum law minimum time course. Okay. And you and I agree on this, by the way, we agree on this, but I don't want to oversimplify it. I don't want to say, oh, this is just easy. Just do this. And it's easy. That's not what I'm, I'm just making sure that we acknowledge that because it's not always as easy as what we say, but we both agree. You have to get out of that day-to-day as quickly as possible. And you've got to find those who's so that they can replace what you were doing and do all that hard work. I agree when it comes to that. I, I think you and I are on the same page. It's just a matter of, we've got to acknowledge the realities of it sometimes. Has there ever been a time in human history when it's easier and cheaper to find who's to do that low-level work that we're talking about in the history of mankind? Oh, this is interesting because right now I say it's not easy. It's even from the virtual assistant standpoint that it's actually fairly difficult. If you would ask me this question two years ago, I'd say no freaking way. Right now, ah, it's a little tough. <laughs> it's, it's, it is far easier than, say, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, especially more than 50 years ago. But it is more difficult today than it was two years ago, just because rates are going up. They just are. And I don't know where the talent went. There's a New York Times article on it that I, I keep telling myself I'm going to read. It says, where'd all the workers go? I need to read it. But it, it apparently is a very detailed explanation as to where all the workers went. But to answer your question, that's a little, it gets, gets us off a little bit. If you compare it to 20, 30 years ago, absolutely. It's freaking easy to find people. That's a fair point, though, about COVID and the great resignation and all that stuff. But let me ask you this question. If you could go back and talk to 2012 Tyson, when you're getting ready to start and growing and doing all your stuff, wouldn't you, I know I would, wouldn't you tell yourself to get moving a whole lot faster, delegating and automating? No question. No question. I would have, I would have hired way faster. I'd have a hundred person firm right now if I did. No doubt in my mind. And don't you think that most people that we talk to are still slow walking that way too much? Yeah. It's fear. 
it's fear that you're not going to have another case walk through the door. That's what it is. No question. Yeah. If you are listening to this now and you're just starting your firm, hire, 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 sacrifice a little bit of salary on your end and hire, 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 and you'll reap the rewards in 10 years. You'll, you'll start you'll start reaping the rewards immediately because you'll be working less. The hours that I worked before were stupid. I, I'm talking stupid. There was no point in me doing it. I should have sacrificed some of the income. And I mean, I was just taking all the money out of my firm at the very beginning is what I was doing. And I should have just been hiring people. And why do you say that now? Why do you say that was stupid? Oh, I'm talking about the, the well, because... And I, I'm not one to look back and say, oh, I made a bunch of mistakes. That's not what I'm, I'm doing here. I'm just saying, if I were to look back, uh, one, I was working way too many hours to the detriment of my health. It was just working way, way too much. And if I had hired people sooner without taking all the money out of my firm, just I would have been working less. So my health would have been better. And I'd probably be making more money today, honestly. So I now have four coaching clients and it's so interesting. It's sort of like when you work with your kids, how different each kid is, you know, each of the clients are different, but all of them, to me, it always comes back to let's go find some more cases, get some more money coming in the door. That's going to ease a lot of your pain and suffering. And typically that's going to involve finding other people to do the work on the back end. No question. And we're, I mean, we, the, you and I have been talking about just the growth of cases that we've had. I'm talking about the guild a little bit. It's kind of at a scary rate, but I mean, I've got to hire. I mean, we're trying to hire right now and hire and hire and hire. And we probably need five to 10 more who's in the next year. It's just, we've got to find them and put them in place. It's just not easy right now, but yeah, back to your point though. It's those cases solve a lot of problems though, because having those cases is one of the hardest parts. Now we got to work those cases and, and then bring that money in. The Guild is an insanely productive community of lawyer entrepreneurs with a growth mindset who share their collective genius and hold each other accountable to take their careers and businesses to the next level. But in 2021, we are upping the game. In addition to exclusive access to the group, FaceTime with the two of us, discounted pricing for live events, and front seat exposure to live recording and podcasts and video, we are mapping out for members the exact growth playbook with our new program, Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships and experience content specifically designed to complement your plan for growth. For a limited time only, the Maximum Lawyer and Minimum Time program will be offered for free to all new Guild members. Join us by going to maxlawguild.com. You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer podcast. It's just Jim and Tyson today. We're talking about this concept, the difference between easy money and the hard-earned dollar. And I just want to come back to this as a mindset shift because I do think that everything that we've talked about so far is valid, but I don't want to lose sight of the point I was trying to make, which is that there are psychological barriers that we put up based on things that we've been told or the observations that we've seen. You know, my dad worked a full job and then he came home and built decks on the side for people. He would carry these four by fours all around our neighbor's backyards, building decks all by himself and, you know, doing the post hole digging, doing the, the cement mixing, doing all of it. And I observed that for all those years, right? Like he's a hard working son of a bitch. But then I observed him start this architectural engineering firm. He has a GED. I observed him start this architectural engineering firm that he grew to 160 people. And my mom and I were talking about it last night. You know, my dad made most of his money in the last six or seven years of his work life. And that was when he had that leverage. That was when he had those people working for him. And, you know, he always focused on going out and finding more jobs. That was the one thing that he never gave up. 
that's the one thing that he was really good at. And I think that that's got to be our mindset as well, is that we don't want to give up that marketing piece. We don't want to be giving up the chasing of the work. And we're always going to be able to find people, even in this economy, we're always going to be able to find people, I think, to do the fulfillment and keep us focused on the one thing that we can do. Yeah, I want to say something about that. It's funny. Jay Ruay, though, says up until 10, some of us people might be just getting started at 10 p.m. Listen, I know 10 p.m. is, is late for me now. It used to be early. But um, back to what you're talking about, though, I think a really, really important about what you said is, is that my guess is that your dad, by focusing on always bringing in that next customer or whatever they call it, the business, whatever next job, he had his eyes on the last six or seven years because he knew that that payoff was going to come. And I do think that that's important to keep that in the back of your mind, like keeping your vision in mind or whatever you want at the end of your career, because a lot of what we were building is going to pay off near the end of our careers. It's something that you're building for a long-term thing. It's not a short-term thing. And it's hard to remember that whenever you have a big client that comes through with a bunch of cash and you want to take all that cash and spend all that money instead of investing that back into your firm and thinking about what your firm will be if you do invest it back into your firm, what it will be in 30 years. So I, I do think keeping that in mind, what you're building uh, is important. I am continually amazed how often people would rather spend time worrying about what's happening right now and not about the future. You said you had a little bit of a rough day yesterday and we have a couple of case managers and they've been seeing that their paralegals are busy. So they've been slipping back into paralegal mode, right? And they're not doing the case management and they're not doing the stuff that's going to make life easier for the paralegals three months from now, right? And it's that whole polishing the silver that we talk about. And it's all about, you know, doing things that make you feel comfortable and things that are in the urgent of the moment, as opposed to the long-term thinking. And I think that that was one of the things that my dad did and, and that I like to do is, is and, and I'm lucky that I, I spent a lot of time thinking about the future. And I think that somebody has to do it. Somebody has to do it. And 95% of the people are not going to do it because they're so caught up in what's going on right now. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is go over that couch over there and just sit and, and think about, you know, kind of like, well, okay, what are we doing here? What are our goals? And just sitting down and planning, just planning, generally just planning. It's, um, it's just having that quiet time and just thinking about where things are going and what you're doing. And it's almost like a reset button sometimes too. So it's, Super, super important. So on this concept of easy money and maybe leverage, you know, we've had a couple of people reach out to us, Tyson, about their firms and they feel guilty about maybe taking time off or resting or going on a trip. Some people even work with family members in their firm and they feel like, boy, I'm making a lot more money than these family members in my firm. Am I a greedy person? Am I a bad person? I think this is something that we really need to talk about probably in another episode, but I, I just wanted to throw it out there because I think it, it goes along those lines of, you know, like it's somehow not right to make money or it's somehow not right to make easy money or it's somehow not right to not work yourself to the bone. So what do you think about that? Yeah. And I know who you're talking about. The, more than one person. A, we've, we've yeah, more than one person. Yeah. People. I'm thinking of one person that messaged us recently. That person's a Gildian. Yeah. And it's a common thing thing. I've never quite understood it, to be honest with you, just because we're the ones out there, you know, really sticking our necks on the line. We're the ones that are taking all the risk. We're the ones that are writing the paychecks every two weeks. So I, I guess I, I, I understand it, I guess, but I've never really experienced it like some other people have, just because I, it's one of those things where like, I see the risk that we're taking 
and they're not necessarily taking that risk. So it's a risk versus reward sort of thing. If they just want to come to the office every week and put in the work and get a paycheck, that's fine. But if they want to put a little risk on the table, okay, I get it. I'll pay a little bit more money or I'll, I'll maybe I'll feel guilty at that point. But I've never really experienced that, Jim. I honestly haven't. I mean, have you? No, here's how I would handle it in my mind and how I would even perhaps have a conversation if, if it really is coming to a head. Like if I feel the person is like undermining me or badmouthing me, or even as Amani would say, just giving me the evil eye with their <laughs> jealousy, I would say, you know, most people like to have a job. Most people like to get a paycheck and most people like to have the certainty of clocking in and clocking out. That makes them feel better, especially in the legal field where we have a lot of people who are risk averse, right? And in my mind, if I had a brother or sister working with me at the firm and they weren't lawyers, I would say to them, you know, I get where you're coming from. I understand. I totally can empathize with what you're saying. If you wanted to go out and start a bakery, or if you want to go out and start a, a movie company, or if you want to go out and start any kind of business, I really support you. I want you to reach your maximum potential. I feel like I'm reaching my maximum potential by helping as many immigrants as I can and by growing this firm as big as I can. I love having you be a part of that. And I love the, the stability that you bring to our firm. And I love the contributions that you make. But if there ever comes a time where you want to do something different, if you think that you need to do a different occupation or take a new adventure and put that risk out there, I'm going to support you every which way I can. I might even invest in your company. I'd be happy to tell you and teach you the things that I've learned growing this law firm from zero people to 45 people. I'd be happy to do that. I'll support you any way you can. I'm here for you. And in the meantime, if you want to stay working here and build up a nest egg to get yourself ready to go out and launch your thing, man or woman, that's just an awesome thing. That's just an awesome thing. And I will 100% support you. I think that's good. I mean, I think that that's, I think that that's the right approach. I think that that's how you should handle it. And I know we're running short on time here, but where do you think it comes from? Do you think that the employee feels that? Do you think that they feel the opposite that, Hey, I need to get more money. Do you feel that that is applicable? So do you think the guilt is warranted? I guess is what I'm saying. Well, people are weird, right? People are weird and jealousy is a real thing. I don't want to minimize that. Like, do I think that there aren't people out there who are jealous of this person who reached out to us as success or other people's success? Yeah, I think that there probably are, but you just got to get over that. You can't control that. That's like sort of trying to fight with trolls on social media. It's like the same kind of just wasted energy. You just got to do your thing, build out your what you got going on the best of your ability and let the chips fall where they may. I think it's a real thing. I think that can happen. I mean, you know, having spent a lot of time with my sisters lately, luckily we haven't had any of those kinds of things, but I can certainly see scenarios where family emotions and family histories and family dynamics would come into play. But, you know, I would just look forward and just keep doing my thing. And if they want to make a big scene about it or if they want to, you know, get in a fight about it, that you know, I would just say, I don't want to participate in this. This is just wasted energy. That's Jim's move. I, I, I don't want to participate in this. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've heard you say that. I don't want to participate in this. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. All right, let's wrap it up there. I want to remind everyone. It's so weird. I'm just going to say this. It's so weird when we don't have a guest because I've got my own little shtick whenever there's a guest, but like whenever it's just me and you, I'm kind of, kind of just abruptly ended and then yeah. go into roll into it. But do want to remind everybody. Actually, before I get to this, I'm asking people for reviews first because I keep saying I'm going to do it at the beginning of the episode. I keep forgetting to do that. So, Before we wrap things up, please give us a five-star review. It helps spread the love. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while 
and you like it, please give us a five-star review. If you're a Gildian, if you're one of the OG Max Law members, there's, and you've not given us a review, there's no excuse. Come on, give us a review. All right, please. Thank you. Also, if you're not in the big group, join us on Facebook. If you want a more high-level conversation, join us at maxlawguild.com. And remember to get your tickets for MaxLawCon 2022. Go to maxlawcon2022.com. Jimmy. What's your hack of the week? Before I get to the hack, I want to join in your plug for the conference. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. We were getting some really good submissions from people who want to present. And I think that it's going to be our best conference yet. I always think that, but so far we've always topped it. So I'm excited about that. My hack of the week, as you know, you and I've had a long running debate about Russell Brunson, but I think I've come, I think I've come around mostly because he went ahead and purchased magnetic marketing, all of Dan Kennedy's materials. And to that end, they have released a new podcast, the Dan Kennedy Marketing Podcast. And Russell has taken over the Dan Kennedy world. And I think he's really infusing it already. He's doing a lot of smart things. You know, a lot of magnetic marketing stuff is sort of dated and they haven't been using the material that they have. There's just so much content that's just so great. And so now you get a lot of Dan Kennedy stuff for free, thanks to Russell. So if you look for the Dan Kennedy podcast, you'll find it now uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I know you've kind of had this distrust for him, but I mean, he tells you, oh, my health insurance cards are in this book. I must have been <laughs> using them as a bookmark. I didn't know that. But I mean, tell you, like, he, I'm just flipping through the book. I mean, he tells you exactly what to do and exactly how to do it. If you've not read his book, I, I definitely recommend. He's got dot-com secrets, expert secrets. I've got magnetic marketing here. That's a Dan Kennedy book, but I, I actually think he's good. I think some of this stuff's a little too much, but it's good stuff. All right. So my tip of the week, I got a Black Friday deal for Remarkable 2. And I was kind of before you, you had to go and talk to your kiddos before school. And so I was showing people in the guild, the Remarkable 2. It's a little notebook. It is remarkably like paper. That's what they call, it, I guess, Remarkable 2. But it is really interesting. But just imagine having a notebook and just not having to flip pages or tear pages out or have to scan in those pages or whatever you got to do. Like it syncs with your Google drive, with your Dropbox. It's got a lot of features. And you were saying something about you can do basically handwritten text to type text or whatever it is. It seems pretty cool. I've not tried that out yet, but it's, it's, it's really cool. I love it. It's, I couldn't wait for it to come in. It came in yesterday and I've been playing around with it and I can already see why people love it so much. It's excellent. And it is the packaging, it's almost on the level of Apple's packaging. Really, really good packaging, too. Uh, I'm a big the, fan of get, good packaging. Did you get the pen with the eraser? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so awesome. I'd it's say go so ahead and cool. order an extra one now so you have it. Oh, yeah. Because it. I guess you lose it easily. Well, yeah. I lost one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not cheap pencils. They're 100 bucks, I think, for the pencil by itself. That's great. Still definitely worth it. All right, man. This has been fun. I guess I'll see you in 30 minutes for our team meeting. Yeah, I'll be on the phone. See ya. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Maximum Have a great week and catch you next time.